How's it going, guys? It's Dan from When a Nerd Starts Over. And uh, if you're listening to this, you're uh, probably noticing something a bit different. It's probably not too hard to tell what it is. Uh, I am uh, in a noisy coffee shop, and that just means that school is back. Last few episodes um, were done uh, in a nice, quiet apartment. Um, usually just on whenever I had time to do them, but now that school is back, I, and just a little background, just if you're curious, um, you know, I, I don't live in the same city as I work, and so what happens is, if I don't start work at a certain time, and my daughter may have school at early in the morning, then I have all this time to kill, like five hours sitting in a coffee shop, trying to look busy when I'm really just binging on Netflix or funny cat videos um, for like five hours so now it's going to be interesting to see what I do with the show because it's like now I'm always going to have to be in a loud like area so unless I figure this stuff out where I can tune out noise on I don't know audition if someone who listens to the show knows how to do that please contact me and tell me how to do that um it's probably going to sound like this, or, or more regularly it will sound like this, so I apologize for that. Um, but the reason why I want to do this show, it's been a while, it's been, been about a month since that last show, and the last show was pretty heavy, um, but I don't know if I mentioned it much in my past episodes, but I was going to go to New York um, for my sister's wedding, and I wanted to actually talk about the whole experience. Um, there are a couple of things that worried me about the wedding. One was I hate flying. I fucking hate flying because I'm scared. I'm scared of heights, scared of flying. Um, it just it gives me so much anxiety. It enhances my anxiety. So I was worried about that. Uh, I haven't flown much in my life. Or if I have flown, they were short trips for like an hour to like L.A. or whatever. But this was a long flight. Um, so, not to mention, uh, the flight there was a stopover. And then the flight going home, I had a layover. So, there was a lot going on there. So, not only did I have one plane to catch, I was actually on four different planes. Um, so, there's a lot of anxiety that goes into the planning of it and all that stuff. So, one, first one, is, you know... The whole process, like, of, like, even trying to find a flight. Like, I really felt like my adulting skills were put to the test on this whole uh, trip. Finding a flight, finding a hotel, um, all that I had to figure out. Like, it sounds small and, like, mundane. It's like, gosh, Dan, you should be able to do that stuff. But, you know, honestly, it's, it's yeah, I've never really had to do that because I just, I just, I'm not really good with flying. So it was, it was, it was an adventure for sure. Um, one, the first thing I, I, I had a book was I had a book, the, the hotel. So now hotels in New York are expensive no matter where you stay. So I was like, okay, I can't really afford this. You know, I'm a single parent trying to figure this out. How am I going to do this? And can I just hitchhike, go old school? Is there an Amtrak that goes all the way there? I thought of every possible way to get there. Um, but so I looked up at, you know, hotels and a lot of expensive hotels and I saw this one hotel with like $90 a night and I'm like whoa this is I could do this this is cool you know and so I looked at it I was about to book it about to press book 
on their website. And then I said, wait a minute, let me just check the reviews because I'm not sure why is this so cheap and why, you know, I don't understand. And so I started looking at the reviews, first review, great hotel, you know, you know, great hotel if you're open, if you have an open lifestyle. And so I thought, hmm, open lifestyle. That uh, could be a red flag. So I went deeper into that and I saw a couple people say, "Hey, this is a great hotel. It was cheap. It was comfortable. It's nice if you don't ma- if you don't mind male nudity." And I was like, "Whoa, okay, open lifestyle, red flag, male nudity, another red flag." So of course, I was curious, like, "I don't get what that means." And so I sort of go more, and practically every view had the mention of some type of male body part that was being shown regularly during the hotel stay. I don't know if this hotel had just a call room service and, you know, there's just a naked guy there, you know, on what? So I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm like, can I deal with that? I mean, it's cheap. Should I just stay there and know that there might be a, a dong in my area just randomly? I, I, I couldn't do it, dude. So, no, I didn't do that. But I did book a hotel. I found a hotel um, that was reasonably uh, inexpensive. So, yeah, there was that. Got the flight. I was, you know, interested. You know, I was happy about that. So, you know, I had, and before I did, I had plenty of time to think about it and prepare myself for the flight. Um, but, you know, I noticed that, you know, the more I thought about the flight, the more worried I would get. Uh, and, and it could cause me these, like, little panic attacks just for flying and everything. Um, so, now... Fast forward to the day I had to actually take the flight. Uh, you know, I like to, you know, take early, early flights because I like to have the whole day to do whatever I have to do. You know, first of all, I'm a terrible packer. Okay, so, you know, I had no luggage. I, I don't know. I don't travel much. So, of course, I had to borrow my girlfriend's luggage. And she's like, I sure you want to borrow this luggage. I mean, it's girly. I mean, are you okay with a girly bag? I'm like, well, sure. Um... I don't mind, you know, a girly bag. I didn't, I didn't even see really what the, the bag looked like, honestly. I, I just felt like, hey, it's going to save me some money because it's just going to be crazy expensive, so I will take whatever bag that you give me. So, you know, she pulled out this bag. It's not that bad. It wasn't like hot pink or anything like that. Like, you know, obviously girly, but I mean, if you look closely, you would see that, yeah, that's a pretty well-known women brand, but I really didn't care. So, um, I, I pointed a pack, looked at the stuff, and I'm like, you know, I was just basically throwing things in there. Like, yeah, calculate my days, three days, hey, you know, four days of underwear or whatever, four days of underwear, throw it in there, socks whatever. Uh, it wasn't even really folded. I mean, the stuff was still wrinkled. I already imagined myself rushing to iron stuff before important events during that, you know, New York trip. So my girlfriend looked, took one look at it and was like, no, 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 you can't, this is, this is terrible. It, it drives me crazy. So she went and packed everything for me and it was a straight up immaculate like she the the ability to basically tetris every single thing into there was i don't know that was like amazing so everything fit in there my soup fit in there because it was my sister's wedding and i was a groomsman at the wedding so 
that was all set up. It was beautiful. It was great. Uh, the, you know, I was ready to go there. Um, and so the night came when I had to wake up early at four in the morning to get on, get picked up by a airport shuttle to take me to the airport. Now, <clears throat> the thing is, I mean, I, I can't really sleep well normally. So knowing that I have to go to sleep to get a certain amount of sleep in, before waking up at four in the morning to, to go to you know take a train or a shuttle to the airport, I was already thinking about that nonstop. So I could not sleep. So I basically didn't sleep. I was just laying in bed, you know. And I don't know if you've done that before, but you just like lay in bed and your mind just starts to collect and thoughts of the worst things that could possibly happen. And from my own history of mental illness, it just didn't help. So I was like, should I take like this medicine to help me sleep? And I pictured myself not waking up and missing everything. So I thought I'm not gonna sleep. So I just laid in bed there. I think I was able to sleep like an hour, and then I was already up. I was like, boom, I'm ready to go. The, you know, like, well, what if the guy doesn't show up? What if the airport shuttle guy doesn't show up? He showed up on time, got in. I dropped off, and I I don't know about you, I love airports, airports are great to me because there's so much to do, Cinnabon is like easy access in the morning, um, so, but I like to just hang out, I like to be just fully relaxed, all checked in, and everything, so, go through TSA, go through the normal, take shoes off, take belts off, you're basically naked as you go through, put everything back on and I can just chill in my seat for like an hour and a half eating whatever whatever bad food that I had um, to get ready on the flight so it went well the first flight went well but for some reason we did not actually lift off and get into the air for about 45 minutes I mentioned earlier that I had a layover so, it started to make me worry that I was not going to be able to make my connecting flight. I was going to be stuck in Atlanta. Um, so, the captain, at the end of the flight, is like, you know, it's going to be pretty tight. Some of you are connecting to the flights in New York, so it might be kind of tight going, getting on that flight. So I started to panic again. Am I going to make this? What do I do? And I started thinking I'm going to be stuck in Atlanta. I'm going to miss the wedding. It just like snowballed into this like mess of all these things or whatever. So I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm screwed. So I was already thinking of plan B's and all that stuff. So we land and I actually have like 22 minutes before that flight to New York leaves. And I don't know what's in this airport. I don't know if I'm even close to the gate I'm supposed to be at. So I was like panicking, like, what am I supposed to do? You know. Um, so the funny thing is, right we're about to land. The captain says, if we can all just be great human beings, let everybody who needs to go on the New York flight, let them go straight through the aisle. If you don't have to get off, and this is your main stop, sit down and wait for everyone who has to go to New York. Let them go through. Of course, we land, and there's people who don't do that. So there's people who are like, no, forget you guys. I don't care if you miss your flight. We're need to be somewhere in Atlanta. We're not going to let you guys go through just because you might miss a flight. So 
I'm stuck in between a dance crew, like this hip-hop dance crew who needs to get on this flight to New York, and a bunch of people who are just staying in Atlanta. The hip-hop dance crew starts yelling at people in front, saying, Hey, yo, we need to get on that flight. We got a dance battle, yo. Man, we about to dance, yo. We're going to miss that flight. And they all start yelling and yelling. And then I was like, well, you know, I need to get on that flight to New York, too. So I was like, yeah, yeah, we got to dance. Let's, I got to go, too. And, like, you know, I'm sure the guys in the dance were like, we don't even know this guy. Who, you know, but, I mean, everyone was, like, heated. We got to get on this flight. So I had to, like, somehow, like, help the cause. They finally let us through. We're running through the airport. Like, like if you seen that movie Home Alone and the McAllisters are, like, running through the airport because they're going to miss their flight. That's how it was, except everyone was wearing, like, really skinny jeans, um, and there was a random middle-aged guy with a girly bag, me, that was me, trying to get to the flight. We get in, and they open the doors, and they're like, oh, do you guys made it? We were about to leave in, like, less than two minutes. So we got in, got on the flight, and, of course, I sat and had to sit between two people who just didn't believe in the, in the whole idea of deodorant. Uh, but I was fine because I was like, you know, I'm on this flight. I made it. I was just, just happy to make the flight. The rest of the trip went easy and got to New York um, and realized that I failed at Lyfts and Ubers. Now, I'm sure you guys are familiar with, with a, a Lyft or an Uber. It's, it's just a train, you know, it's a ride. Instead of using a taxi, it's just a ride that you can use to get to where you're going. It's cheaper. So I'm in a city, city of New York. No idea where anything is in New York. Never been to this airport. I don't want to take a taxi. So I get there, contact a, a Lyft. I look at a little map on my app, I'm like, oh, he's right here. Where is he? He's not, you know, I'm nowhere near this guy, but he says he's here. And so it says my your Lyft driver is going to leave in two minutes. And, of course, I don't make it because I can't find the guy. So if he leaves, I get charged a fee because I was not able to meet my Lyft driver. I contact another Lyft driver. He's in a different area. And apparently there is a stairway you have to go up and it's on a different floor. I don't know that. So I don't make it in time to meet this Lyft driver and that guy leaves and I get charged another fee. So I'm like, this is ridiculous. I haven't even I haven't even like got it in a lift and I've already charged like like twenty bucks and I haven't even left this airport. So finally figured it out. Got a lift driver and got went straight directly to the first function of my sister's wedding event. So it was this rooftop party at this hotel. And I didn't go straight to where I was staying, um, which I actually, last second before I even go, my sister was so awesome to be like, you don't need to stay at a hotel, just stay at our place. So it saved me a lot of money, so she was crazy awesome for, for letting me do that. I didn't have a chance to go back to her place and drop off the luggage. So I actually had to walk to or get to the event on top of the hotel with my luggage, my rollaway luggage. So it was kind of interesting. Walk in, there's a DJ, there's like a bar, people dressed up, and there's this guy wearing jeans and a sweatshirt in hot weather, mind you, hot, humid New York weather with a rollaway curly bag. 
coming through. So yeah, I did not fit in at all. So I walk in there, and it's cool. It's a bar. It's outside, and I see my daughter there. She's there, and she went with my ex-wife, who um, was also part of the wedding, and that's a whole different story. Um, uh, she was also a part of the wedding. So that was great. You know, I've never been into a rooftop before, party before, and I was in New York. So it's kind of really good. The view was great. It was just awesome. Just even just the taxi ride, I mean, lift ride to wherever I was, the sights um, were amazing. Um, it was definitely a beautiful city. Um, so we did that. The next day, um, I we set up an event for just the groomsmen. Um, my sister's fiance set up this, this event for us to go on this graffiti tour, which is so cool because I'm like, this is awesome. We're going to be in Brooklyn. I mean, that's like historical, like hip-hop territory. That's like all the stuff I listened to in the 90s in high school. And we saw some cool things. Um, but I noticed I had like a good three-hour gap before that to, to just explore the city a bit. Um, and so I woke up early. I looked to see where the nearest comic book shop is because I am a nerd, so I got to figure that out. And it was this really awesome comic book shop, which is like a mile and a half away, called Forbidden Planet. So I, I had to go. And I'm like, I'll just walk. I stopped at a donut shop, and I have to tell you, there are stories that people say and talk about when it comes to New York donuts, and they are true. They donuts were awesome. Oh my god, I had a creme brulee donut, uh, freaking coconut cream filled donut and a tres leches donut and like condensed milk in the middle of it it cost me like 18 bucks but I ain't care man when it comes to calories dude I'll spend whatever man I ain't even tripping on that but it was delicious probably not the best thing to eat when you're going to be walking for a mile and a half both ways in 93 degree heat uh, but I did do that because I'm I don't think I'm not I'm not thinking about things like that I walked when I'm done eating the donuts. I walked through, and it makes me takes me makes you walk through Chinatown. And Chinatown was awesome. Just the bakeries, um, just the smells. Sometimes bad, a lot of bad smells in Chinatown. But if you ever been into like an Oriental store, you probably would recognize the smell. But I don't care, man. I'm Asian, dude. I mean, that's that's what I, I grew up on. So get to the comic book shop. I'm sweaty. I'm just like a mess. And I, I'm looking outside and I don't see anyone sweating. Like, everyone must be used to this weather because no one is freaking sweating but me. I'm like dying out there. But the comic book shop was air conditioned. And it was huge. It was the biggest comic book shop, comic book shop I've ever been to. It was had everything. Clothes, comic books, Funko Pops, toys, collectibles games. I mean, it was crazy. Um, oh, I left with a Thanos pop. It, glow, it glows in the dark. I, I had to get it, so I got that. Next, I got back in time just to get to meet with my sister's fiance to go on the tour to the subway, and that in itself is, is an experience. Totally different than riding the BART. In the Bay Area, we have our own type of system, which is the Bay Area Rapid Transit System. It's easy to figure out. There's maps everywhere. Subway is completely opposite. It's extremely fast. People are in and out hella fast. The map is confusing. 
So I was like, dude, I'm going to end up somewhere. I, I don't know anything about this area. But luckily I went with, you know, like I said, my sister's fiance, and, and he knew his way. He was like, he's a pro. So we ended up in Brooklyn, and Brooklyn was just a whole different vibe from where we were in the area of New York that we were, I was staying in. Um, but New York definitely has, like, a style to it, a different feel than, you know, what the Bay Area is. So I went on the graffiti tour, met with the groomsmen, and it was just amazing. I mean, these the graffiti, I mean, it is art. Like, the how intricate it is, the paintings on the buildings, I mean, it really is in art. We, uh, we got a, an opportunity to actually create, like, a graffiti project type thing, and it was going to be given to... Anthony has, like, a gift, you know, from his groomsmen, so that was kind of cool. Again, for some reason, all the colors, everyone got, you know, colors that they could use for their part of the graffiti project, and I was given the, the pink can. I don't know why. I mean, maybe some guy was like, well, he had a girly bag, luggage bag, so maybe he'll like the girly color. I don't know. Whatever. So, <clears throat> yeah, so I, I can't draw, so you probably know that. I, I can't draw. It's not, I, I'm a writer. I don't know how to draw. So I did something random on the graffiti thing, and uh, by the end of the actual, when the whole thing was done, you can't even tell any anything I did in there because you know all the cool stuff went over it, which is good because whatever I made was not cool. So you're welcome, Anthony. I'm glad you can't see what I made because it's it, it, my stuff was ugly. So yeah, that was cool. And that night, we, it was just non-packed. I mean, it was just jam-packed with so much stuff to do. If you ever had to prepare for a wedding or been part of a wedding entourage, you know, there's so many different types of events, so many things that you have to do um, that you don't have much time to do anything. So that night, we also had to go to a wedding rehearsal and also the wedding dinner, like rehearsal dinner. Um, so that night it was at it's Chelsea Piers and the wedding location was beautiful. I mean it's like you could see over the water. Um it was a great view. So I was like, wow, this is gonna be epic. And I was already getting kind of the feels, I was getting kinda of emotional, I'm like my sister was gonna be walking down the aisle and I was just so proud of her, you know? I mean um if you've listened from the very beginning of this podcast, there were issues that were happening due to, you know, my divorce and and I've, you know, really been working to try to to to, to fix this relationship with my sister and my family in general and they have been too. So it's been a two way street. Um and I really wanted to be do everything that she wanted me to do you know she asked me to do a few things speak at the wedding um after the toast and stuff and also to be part of a brother and sister dance and i'll get into that later um i apologize if i'm talking kind of fast there's just so much to say i i, I you know so much i'm trying to remember um, so it can, may come up as scattered. So if it does, I apologize. That's why I'm kind of like, I sound out, sound out of breath because it's just it was just an exciting time. Um, so the rehearsal dinner, you know, the first rehearsal, saw how everything was going to happen and saw my sister 
plain clothes walking down the aisle, and I was just, I was getting the feels, I was getting emotional. I'm already an emotional person as it is, so I knew there would be tears several times during this trip. Um, so I was preparing myself for that. After the rehearsal dinner, we went to a meatball place um, for the rehearsal, you know, actual you know meeting for you know family to meet and hang out. Um, and it was in a meatball, like I said, a meatball place, and it was it was really sweet because this is like kind of where they had their first date, um, my sister and her fiance. So it was kind of like they're telling their story, like this is how we had our first date. And it's kind of funny because it, her fiance is like me and the fact that we don't eat meat. So the fact that he took my sister to a meatball restaurant and he doesn't eat meat. So I mean, it shows how much he was really into her that, you know, I don't even eat meat. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to try to take you out and show you that I'm interested in you, but I'm, I can't eat anything on this menu. So... That's just a testament to like what kind of guy that Anthony is. I mean, he's just so um, into making sure that my sister's happy, and you know, he's such a great guy. You know, he's a great guy. Um, so we had that. Saw my daughter again, and you know, she was staying with wherever my ex was staying, so I didn't really see her much during the trip. The next day, we had an actual wedding, so we woke up early, got all dressed up in our suits and stuff. And it was just surreal, man. We just, you know, I met up with my sister's fiance. The rest of the groomsmen were all just in this frantic, like, everyone getting ready in their suits, looking good. You know, we're like, you know, I, I purposely made sure I'd eat as much as I wanted to. Just like I fit that suit, man. I had to make sure I looked good in that suit. It was already a skinny type suit, so I, I still had to suck in my stomach because I, man, you got to eat something. Man. I was still feeling those effects from those donuts I had a day before. Um, but I got emotional during that day too, just cause I mean, you know, I, this was the day my sister was getting married, you know? Um, and you know, she's like my, my best friend. So seeing her happy and seeing her through all the relationships she's had since like high school, this was like a really big moment. Um, you know, I mean, a marriage is big in every, anyone's life. So, it just seemed like a blur that day. It's like we got dressed up, had to take pictures. We took pictures in New York in very busy areas. And it was kind of like, it was it was cool, you know? Because it was like, we're trying to take pictures. All the bridesmaids and groomsmen, and there's just people all around, surrounded, watching us take pictures. And they're taking pictures, and they're posting on their social media, like all the things that we're doing in our pictures. And... It was really cool. Um, plus, it was awesome that my sister was actually um, in there. So, but yeah, I mean that took a few hours. We're all kind of hungry. And it's good we were hungry because when I actually came to the wedding, um, we had a little bit to eat before that. Um, uh, you know, and I had practiced my speech that night, and I mentioned earlier that I was, you know, I, my sister wanted me to speak at this wedding, and, um, it was probably the hardest speech I've ever had to write. Um, I've made a lot of speeches in my life. I have no problem with public speaking, so I wasn't worried about that, but it was just the content of the speech that, that I wanted to hit home with, because one, my sister is like one of my best friends, and 
I've seen her go through lots of tough relationships growing up, and she's finally happy. She's in love, and I really wanted to showcase that. Um, so it was the toughest speech that I ever had to write. I, I wanted it to be sentimental. I wanted it to be funny. Um, all of that. And I wanted to talk about you know, how awesome Anthony was. And all under three minutes. So the wedding planner was on it, man. They were like, yo, you need to have this done in three minutes. So I had to make it fast, too. So, but when it came to the wedding, we did what we had to do. I walked down the aisle, saw my sister go down the aisle. And there was this moment in the wedding where she's walking down the aisle, from, you know, with my and my mom is next to her. My mom stops at the altar. She stops at the altar. My mom leans over to hug her. And there's this long embrace. And you know my mom's saying something in her ear. Just thinking about it, it's making my eyes water up. Because that picture right there, my mom's so happy for my sister. And I don't know what's said in there. But I could imagine what it was. And I was I cried right there. Because it was like the sweetest moment. Um, you know, and the next part that made me cry was the vows. The vows of the wedding were so sweet, um, and they really shared their story of what, you know, how they met and how they found love. And oh man, um, like I don't want to get choked up on this episode. Um, you know, it was a beautiful wedding. It's probably the most beautiful wedding I've ever been to. Um, and then the reception came, which happened to be in the same location as the wedding. And I have to tell you, there was so much food. So much food. I'm so glad I was hungry because they had like so many things to eat before the actual wedding. I mean, there was like a meet and greet thing for like an hour and a half. It was open bar. And I don't even drink. So, um, it was like I drank and I was tipsy. I was eating everything I could because it was all delicious. And then after that, after an hour and a half, we had the actual real reception with program and everything. And I'm like, I gotta eat some more. But yo, I'm not gonna say no to food. It was another four course meal after we had this big meal already. Um, and the reception was perfect. It was like perfectly timed. I know you've all been at weddings where it was too long and the speeches were too long, the program was too long, no one's paying attention anymore. But not this wedding. This thing was just spot on. The wedding planners were on it, man. Um, the dance we had together. We, My sister has this huge love of Eldebarge. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's like the singer in the 80s and 90s. And he has a song called Rhythm of the Night. She wanted to dance to that. I didn't know how it was going to come off because I didn't plan anything for it. I guess we're just going to freestyle. It wasn't choreographed or anything. But there's just something about Elder Barge, man. That song comes on and you just feel it. It just takes over your body. And I was just like, yo, the song is dope. And just the joy that my sister had in dancing that, I felt that joy. And it just, I was, I was just so happy. So I am getting choked up. So give me a couple seconds here while I get my, <clears throat> my bearings back. Hold on.
Since I know you're getting old, like I've been talking, like I'm looking at the timer here. 32 minutes. Talking 32 minutes. I'm like out of breath. I'm like getting choked up over this rehashing this whole experience. And I actually use the phrase, give me some time to get my bearings. I mean, that's how you know you're old. Like, who uses that phrase? You know, give me some time to you to get my, you know, gather my bearings. I don't know what that means. But whatever. Um, but yeah, so after that, that dance, you know, we have the other parts of the program and then comes time for the speeches and I think the speech went really well. I wanted to make sure that my sister and her fiance were happy with it because that's who it was. It was a tribute to them and they told me they liked it. So it, it meant a lot to me that it did them justice and it was a good part of the wedding, you know, because I, I really worked hard on you know, making it sentimental and show how much I cared about my sister and how much I really liked Anthony. Um, and so I really worked hard and so I'm glad that went well. Um, the rest of the night was a blur. I think I drank a little too much. Um, but I knew that I had to wake up early, five in the morning, to get back on an Uber to the airport. Because I had I was flying the next day, um, it was just a blur. I really didn't get to really process the whole event until I was on the plane going home. Um, a quick funny story. Um, coming back from the actual wedding, I was still in my suit. Stopped at Seven Eleven, right next to where my sister lives, and to pick up just a couple things so I wouldn't have to worry about it in the morning. I'm in a suit, and there's a guy standing at the counter of 7-Eleven. You know, he's full, like, on grimy. You know, he's got, like, a wife beater on. It's dirty. His teeth are all, like, gold or silver or whatever. Probably in his early 20s. And full, like, New York accent. And this is probably a terrible New York accent, but I'm going to try anyway. Um, he says, yo. You way too fancy to be walking up in here with that. But you do got a nice ass. And I stood there and I thought, that was a serious plot twist. I mean, you're going to start the conversation with you way too fancy to be up in here thinking this guy's going to kick my ass. But then he starts talking about my ass, saying I have a nice ass. So it's a huge plot twist. So at first I was scared. Then I felt weirdly complimented and kind of like, oh. But then I just knew, like, I should probably leave this 7-Eleven right now. So I didn't really say anything to that comment. I just kind of got up and, like, left. But that was the last conversation I had in New York. Um, probably sums up New York as a whole. But um, I do have to say, though, that my time in New York, I took five, six different Lyft or Uber drivers to wherever I had to go and those guys are serious like next level Formula One Grand Prix type drivers seriously they weave in and out they honk at the right times they flip people off and it's just fluid motion of poetry and ballet that's what it looks like it's just one guy 
gave me life advice in a 20 minute car ride gave me advice on how to raise my daughter and how to navigate through my dreams and desires of this world it was weird but the guy was awesome i gave him a huge tip because i'm like wow that's that's a lot of knowledge given to me in 20 minutes i thought that was epic but all in all, New York was awesome. I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get to see and do the touristy stuff, but see the Statue of Liberty, see the 9-11 Monument, see the Brooklyn Bridge. I didn't get to see Times Square. Um, didn't get to see a musical. So I am probably going to be going back very soon just to do the touristy stuff. I'm so happy for my sister. Um, she Finding love is always something that should be celebrated. And... Her man is awesome. I look forward to the future. It's the best wedding I've ever been to. I cried so many times. I had so much fun. But it was so nice to be home too. It really makes you realize how slow life is back where I live. Um, there wasn't traffic, nothing, none of that. It wasn't hustle and bustle. But New York really is the city that never sleeps. Um, but that's it. It was an awesome trip. So happy for my sister. It's probably one of the happiest times the first time I've had in my life. So I thank you, Joe, for letting me be in your wedding. It was such an honor to be a part of it. Um, I'm so happy for you. It was just so, so, so beautiful. Um, but thank you if you listened to this whole long episode of my trip to New York from the very beginning to the whole thing. And it was a whirlwind. And just like this show, there's like whirlwind. It, it's just random. And I apologize again for the loudness in the background noise. But I am back to being in the coffee shop. Hopefully, as we go further with the show, that we can have some quiet times and quiet episodes. But thank you for listening. Thank you for all the comments. This is Dan on One of Nerds So if you have any comments, you can always email us at one of Nerds Starts Over at gmail.com. All the regulars will be back. Dom will be back. We saw Hulu shows. Um, regulars will be back that we've had in the past to discuss topics of nerdery and awkward dating. All that stuff will be coming back. So thank you again. We'll see you next time.